Welcome to the this week's episode of the Top Four Pod. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot of uh, Premier League action, some Champions League action, some Europa League action. Some we'll start right into Europa League. You ever heard of the it? Best oh, what is that? <laughs> what is? No, that? I was watching. I was watching the World Series. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, at two uh, twelve fifty five on a Thursday. Yeah, they're equivalent, <laughs> um, right? It's the same it's thing. Much, it's like yeah. it's it's like AAA. It's. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd probably put it up there. I'd. I'd say it's probably a little bit less than AAA, maybe like Double A, local Double A team at this point. Like independent but we put, we, Yeah, but we put out an MLB team for this game. So uh, oh, nice, Lewis. Go ahead. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and talk us through what happened. Okay. Wait. Uh, we're, we're kicking. We're kicking I, off for the Europa we, League. We're kicking off for that. Whoa, whoa, right. whoa. We're losing we, listeners we as we speak. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Lewis is on a rant, so I just want to hear the rant, and we can just immediately get rid of the the Europa League after. Yeah, that. it'll so. be very very short. So we put out. A... I missed the entire first half, and I just got a text from Lewis. Was like, I hope you didn't watch it. I was like, it caught the last ten minutes. We put out a very strong side to play rapid Vienna. Um, we had Inketia on the wing, which is an interesting choice. Lacazette up front, Pepe on the other side. Party started. He was the only bright spot for the first half um we were miserable that's how i would put it we had one shot on goal a lot of uh possession in the back and then getting turned over and shot on uh nil nil at half after half time uh leno decided that he was gonna play the ball from inside a six yard box directly to their player about eight yards out who then but very adrian esque if i if i yeah. say anything it was very kappa <laughs> Uh, they put it home 1-0, probably deserved at that point. We scored on a set piece. David Luiz, who I've always said is a great, great central defender. Uh, Poverty. Pepe, that's for sure. Poverty. Better than Pepe, that's for he sure. He knocked one home. Uh, and then the last goal, who scored that? Uh, Alba scored, scored of, it, course. of course. He came off the bench yeah. and saved us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was it. 2-1, never in doubt. It was all good. We should never speak of the game. The again. only thing that I will say... Saka was good again, and Party was extremely good, and the rest of the team and the tactical setup was shit. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. But, hey, we, Gabriel looked Gab- good too. Don't Gabby was good as well. Gab- yeah. Gabriel. And we yeah. can move on because that's so, depressing. Yeah. So let's link that back to the weekend game uh, of City mm-hmm. versus Arsenal. Garbs, what was your take on that? Um, You guys were bad, to be honest. And I, th- I thought City was bad. I thought we were bad too. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was getting to. Um, you know what? The, you know what they reminded me of? It reminded me of when I was watching it. Of like when you either have like a Champions League draw where there's two really good teams in it, and, the, and then like the rest of the teams are shit, or like a major tournament draw, and those two really good teams have to play each other the first game, and they're just like, maybe maybe it's like one team is just a little bit better, and they know, but the other team knows they're going to get through. The group, no matter what, anyway, and they just kind of like cagely play out like a one nil. That's it looked like that. I, I honestly That's think though, like this year, the biggest thing I've taken away from all the games so far, and maybe it's because we're not fully fit and we have a ton of injuries, but like I think that Pep is well aware of how much we get hit on the counter because normally Abba at least has two clear chances there. You know what I mean? And I didn't mm-hmm. even notice that he played, to be honest. And but he didn't have a single shot on goal. I don't think he touched the ball more than 10 times. But yeah. uh, um, I'll take one positive from City. I liked, even despite yesterday, I thought Ruben Diaz is going to be a player. Um, 
only 23 is going to make some mistakes like he did yesterday, but he leads a line. He's a natural leader. He's kind of something we've been lacking. And that was a big step up for me in the Arsenal game. I thought he led the line well, and you could tell how vocal he was. He wasn't scared to tell somebody when they were shit. And we haven't really had that since company left. And not saying he's company because those are massive shoes to fill, but I like I like the start from him, and I think he's going to be a big player for us. Yeah, it's always nice to have like a good center back in there when you've been lacking. It's like the first – I think it's the first there. actual defender we've had in quite some time. Right. I think Lewis and I probably feel the same way about Gabby. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, there's an actual physical athlete back there who's a leader and actually can defend. And who's – Which is like where – Somebody who's young, yeah, like he's not Koulibaly at 28, yeah. who has one good year left in him for 80 million. So, right, right. Lewis, what was your take? I think, I think, I think Pep or not Pep, Mickey just tried to get too clever with it with Willian as a false nine, which was just yeah. Really weird. I think that was the biggest disappointment of the entire game happened in the first minute when I was like, oh, we're doing a four-three-three. We've got Orba through the middle, Willian on one side, Pepe on the other. Great, that's what we all want. Then, as soon as they line up to kick off, I'm like, Williams in the middle, Orba's left. What? And then you realize, yeah, that's really yeah. what, what we're going to do. Williams going to play center it forward. We- cool. It was weird because, especially in the second half against Sheffield United, the previous game, like those four were on mm-hmm. the field, but we were all like, oh, well, Saka and William were playing in the middle behind Abba and Pepe. And it's like, so everyone kind of assumed that's what was going to happen and it actually just turned out to be an absolute disaster class tactically. So it looked kind of like a, a Pep a Pep Guardiola in the quarterfinals of a Champions League. I think uh, I think what, what happened, and I think it was Arsblog that said this, and I agree with him, is he thinks that every time now that Arteta and, and Pep line up against each other, they're both going to overthink things and change Absolutely. the way they, yeah. they, they play to try and stop the other one instead of just playing. Like right. City, I think, played three holding mids and basically Kyle Walker man-marked Orba the whole game, which worked. But he was, was really great. good, actually. But then too. it kind of yeah. ruined their offensive output. And then we did the false nine thing, which ruined ours. And it just ended up being an ugly game. Yeah. Which sucks because I was, I was kind of hoping that this game would be like a I don't know, crazy goal fest, but yeah, they just tactically got in each other's heads and we're just like, well, we'll just see what happens. And I mean, even the goal was, it was a good, well-worked goal. And I mean, you guys had, City had some good chances too. I think, I thought Mahrez played pretty yep. well, um, specifically, mm-hmm. but yeah, then Leno Palms went out to Sterling right to him and easy finish. That first touch that from was Foden that. was class on that goal. Yeah, yeah, he played pretty well too. I think he's our um, most creative player we have right now when De Bruyne is not on the pitch. You saw that in Champions League yeah. yesterday too. Like we need him to spark because yeah, we don't I, look like we can score if if not. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that's where we're at. We don't even have that option at the moment. Where Lewis and I are talking, they like have at this point, Saka and Pepe are like most creative players. So at this, I don't know. I don't think that. The formation we're playing right now is not working. Although it did get better once you had better players in the field. But um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like a very to me. It was just kind of like a regret at the end of the day because you guys had injuries in certain positions where I thought we could have taken advantage. But like you said, Abba didn't even have a shot on goal or like ten touches of the ball. So it is what it is. 
We'll see how it goes against Leicester. I think that'll be a bigger like indicator of can we possibly make top four and uh, whatever. So congratulations to whoever just popped that bottle. Or line someone's taking point. a piss. He, he, one of the two. <laughs> oh, one of one. Say, it's actually a it's actually a beautiful bottle of uh, peanut noir. Peanut noir. Peanut, no, nice. peanut noir. Nice, it's nice. A, a local wine. <laughs> nice, nice. What um, I can't even remember any of the other games this weekend. Oh, I mean, was there? Oh well, we know. Never mind. I have we have to talk about a few. Um, I first. Hold on. Let me get this out there first. I would like to. Yeah. Send my condolences to Liverpool Twitter and the British media <laughs> for the death yeah. of Virgil Van Dyke. Um, it seems as if he's passed away. So uh-huh. I really would like to send my condolences. But on a side first note, off, we I should have just, to say should... I'm. I hate to see really great players go down for that time. So I'm um, I'm I'm sad about that. Um, I won't celebrate it like their fan base celebrated Laporte doing his ACL last year. So I'll take the high road. Yeah, I uh, I should also be fired as a host to say that we should go. We had Tottenham versus Chelsea, West Ham this weekend, Liverpool versus Everton, and Chelsea what Southampton, which were just fucking insane. Games. Oh, nothing happened yeah. this weekend. Let's move so, on. I mean, dude, and we in 2020, we in 2020, two a day feels like. A month, so I just forget about. With it. all it's those games point. that were legitimate, like proper games, barnstorming, back and forth, etc., we led off with you lot playing fucking rapid Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Just want to, just want to. I just want Lewis's take. I was very, on, that's uh, what. I was that's very what controlled. we led with. <laughs> Christ hey, above. We've got three point three three points in the group. That's we're right, well on our way to boys. making into the group stage. Can we go back yeah. to the Pickford uh, situation? As yeah, a neutral, because I know, you know, Garbs is going to be on VVD and Ed's going to want Pickford hung and uh, corded. But I thought it was an awful, awful tackle. And if VAR isn't able to look at that, then why do we have them? No, I agree. Like that, I'm, not, it's, I'm not on the other side of that. It's atrocious. Like that, that was the one of the worst challenges I've ever seen. Like he didn't come close to the ball, knee height. Full speed, just straight into him. And that's a I will career say, end. I don't think there was intent. Possibly. No, there's not he's intent. He's just miserable. It's just, he's just terrible. It's just shit. No, he's, just a, he's, just, he's just a right. fucking yep. spaz. He's just a fucking spaz. <laughs> it's it's literally a straight red to me every day of the week, even if it's after the whistle. I, I saw that argument. Well, it was blown dead. And I was like, well, if they call a free kick and I run up and just punch someone in the face, the play's right. dead, but yeah. I punched him. So what now? It's... Also, yeah, the the fact, and I think a lot, and I've noticed a lot recently, like refs are just, if it's borderline offside or even like obvious offside, they're just going to let it right. go. I've noticed, like I, during the Liverpool, Liverpool Arsenal, they're just letting it go. And then as soon as like an action happens, like a shot on goal or whatever, then they flag, which we've been talking about is, well, that's great. But if the defender comes mm-hmm. in and smashes through the forward while he's clean on goal and injures him, that doesn't help anybody. I mean, obviously they're playing from, I mean, let's just get it out. Like, like the fucking bars. Are, the refereeing in, ge- in general is a clown show, and then you have the VAR refs, who are also who are the same clowns that are usually repping day to day, overseeing the clown show. So it's just a fucking. Did you see that the but, VAR ref said that yeah. he didn't know the rule? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, then what are you doing? Like, what are you? Why are you? Why are you? Why do you have video review if you don't know? The I don't rule? care what the rule is. Like Lewis said, like. There, any rule you can throw it out on a challenge like that, it's a straight red. 
Like, there's no rule right. about whistles, yeah. non-whistles. Like, like Lewis said, if, if after the whistle, guys can just clean somebody out now, is that is that the precedent they're setting? People get sent off all the time for doing shit after the whistle, like smacking people in a scrum. It's the Joey Barton oh, special. Oh, or like, yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Or like, just to keep it relative, I don't know, like maybe Richarlison in the same game. I think Richarlison's was actually worst tackle. This is my personal worst. opinion. Was worst, worst tackle. It's, 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 it's a worst tackle, but in both yeah. instances, the foul was given before Richarlison made the tackle. So Richarlison's tackle is not yeah. is not the so foul. He got, sent, he got off. sent off, but we didn't send Fitkud off, and. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's 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 a horrible challenge, and like we're talking about fan bases, like you know, Pickford will be an Everton legend forever now because they actually have this warped idea. They think they're going to carry on this form, which, looking at that game in its entirety, I think we'd have probably seen even without Van Dyke. You know, Liverpool probably the better team. And I mean, you Everton, well, you're, Everton will get found out. You you got another one overruled by an invisible offside. I don't even want to get into that because it makes my blood boil. But how is that offside? <laughs> it's and, not. And, and, and more, more importantly, if that's offside, like there's questions to be asked. Like, I suppose the question asked of most people was, well, there's a, there was discrepancy as to whether the freeze frame was even at the correct time that the ball was played. And that's that what instance, we've always talked that's about. That's always my question. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and in that instant, when it's that tight, you can't call if it. If you're off by a fraction of a second, it's off. And the other instance, apparently, was because the, the lines are drawn based on a camera angle, the other instance we've seen, supposedly, is that the, uh, the angle drawing of the line was supposedly not necessarily straight, apparently. Okay, now we're getting into, like, jet fuel doesn't melt steel. No, beams. I... So, no, because there's, hum- there's, there's human year. error. There's, there's human error associated with it. We've got, let's be honest, we've got a guy that doesn't know that you can you can look at a, a foul after a whistle's gone using, using fucking electronics. Like it's human error. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's the one fucking drawing the lines. I don't think he is, but I, but I, 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 I will say even prior to this, I have seen them freeze, freeze frame and draw lines on people offside. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, the ball's already off that player's foot. Yeah. But he's yep. that's not the time yeah. to freeze it. So then what the fuck are we doing? Yep. And remember the argument last year was no, it's not, it's it's not, not objective, it's yes or no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I that's what I was gonna bring up. Like offside's pretty binary, right? It's yes or no. But then at the same time, those two fouls were yep. yes or no red cards, and they're obvious red cards. So like that's not a binary that, that should be a binary decision. Crazy far so. var things too. Pepe yesterday in Champions League. They didn't even go to the they didn't even look at it. And he kicked him twice. He need him, need him in the chest after standing over him and yelling at him. If that's not violent conduct, then what the fuck is violent conduct? Yeah, I... Pepe is like literally <laughs> violent conduct. That's like that's what on his a, on name a football is. Pitch at this point, <laughs> yeah, it literally translates to sorry. I didn't common mean to change off the common the denominator. No, no, common denominator here. Especially if you look at it, what do Pepe and John Terry have in common other than being you know, obviously questionable humans? Do they shag teammates' wives, both of them? Potentially, but Umbro boots. Umbro boots. Oh, Pepe, wow. Pe- Pepe wears Umbro. Oh. How is that a thing? The, the most... Nike, Nike wants nothing Nobody to do wants with anything them, to do with it. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's pretty but insane. By... I feel like every Brazilian is sponsored by Nike. Yeah, I didn't know he existed much. anymore. Or he's Portuguese. Like He's yeah, Portuguese, well, he's I guess. A, but, he's yeah. a Brazilian Portuguese, isn't he? 
Yeah. 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 I think he's, he was, I mean, technically all Portuguese. But, but I think he's, so. uh, or actually all Brazilians are Portuguese. But I think, isn't so. he one that he changed allegiance, right? He plays for, for Portugal, I believe. Was but I one? think he's Brazilian who then um, went to Portugal, which is obviously, I believe yeah, so anyway. Yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. I if I am, I apologize. I don't mean to make yeah. it. Dear listeners, feel free Brazilian, to tweet social yeah. media. He's a, yeah, yeah, he's a Brazilian Portuguese football player who plays for the Portugal national. Ah, he's I'll also you 37. You You're welcome there, boys. 37. He's 37. No, no, I didn't know he shit. still existed until yesterday. <laughs> and no wonder you had to kick him. He can't possibly run. I mean, just just kick him. No, well, that's why we put Sterling through can. the middle in the first half and just had him run at him the whole time and did nothing with it. Good God. Well, Tiago Silva's got to be... What's he, he's 36? 30, so that'll be fun. Yeah, 36 or 37. He, yeah. He's definitely the guy to shore up the Chelsea defense. Yeah, they're, they're, they're class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll take anything they can get. But yeah. back back to Everton. This is important. This is an important point. Uh, Pickford has been supposedly not even going to be charged of anything for the tackle, by the way, because apparently David Coote, who's the um, VAR referee who didn't know the rules, apparently because he looked at it on a screen... They can't. We're not. We're not going to charge him of anything. I hit. That is, by the way, the dumb. That that is one of the dumbest rules of all time. Like, oh, he gave him a yellow card. We can't give him a red card. Or oh, so we saw it, but they didn't give anything. But we can't do anything retroactively because the ref saw it. I mean, it's 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 horrible. It's horrible. It's a tackle on on Tiago, and it obviously it's a part of me. I like the old fashioned kind of blood and guts derbies. I like them. I think it's something that's missing from footballers. You know, being able to kind of bring a physical nature to it however we've been even back in the day when it was a physical game like Gerard's been sent off like you know back in the day loads of people got sent off on both sides Tony Hibbert had a horrible challenge got sent off like those are things that, that happen when the games get get out of control but like in the common now in, in the landscape of what football is probably the worst tackles I've seen in at least three to four years until my man at Brighton decided to one-up everybody and absolutely two-foot someone in the six-yard box, which I have a lot of time for. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. You so didn't see that one. Out. My Lord. It's like a goal-line scramble. I think it's it was Lewis, Lewis Dunk, Dunk, wasn't it? Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk jumps in two-footed on Gary Cahill, who of all, of oh, all people... Perfect. I mean, I think Gary Cahill's a good pro. He's never really had any, like... He you was know. the one guy at Chelsea that you didn't absolutely hate. Yeah, he had no 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 controversy really. Just going about his days, but he you could tell he was he was hurting, and he didn't really he wasn't rolling about making a big deal of it. You could just tell he's like that hurt. And then you know I think Lewis Dunk knew he, he made a mistake, went up, and it was kind of accepted, and they moved on. He got sent off. But if you look at it like Richarlison and the way they handle it with like Lucas Digny trying to like keep the red card in the referee's pocket and things like that, like. I don't know. It's just absolute shit houseery, and I think Everton are going to uh, they're they're going to collapse. They're going to collapse. It's going to happen. It's Everton. They're going to collapse. Ted, 100%. I was going to say on the Pickford thing. I actually think him getting banned would have been a best case scenario for <laughs> them and for you. So I think him <laughs> yeah. not getting banned is actually better because if he was banned, then that makes. And you know Ancelotti, the only reason why he's playing is because he's English, and you know he knows he'll get massacred in the media. But that would make Fair. his life so much better. Hundred percent. I mean, I like I said, I think I think Pickford is, to be honest, is is getting a lot of benefit of the doubt for his performances because he's English. I think he's one of those ones that there's certain English players that get looked after and certain that don't. 
Like, for example, I heard, what was the comment? I think it was during the Champions League game that Liverpool played against Ajax recently that it was, uh, they were talking about how um, in the recent England games, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold had fallen out of favour uh, because of Rhys James. Yeah, because Rhys James was stellar. So stellar, in fact, he got sent off after the final whistle. Yeah. Cheers, Rhys. <laughs> like, there's, there's certain players, they, they get away with certain things. Pickford seems to get fairly looked yeah. after for some reason. Like, And if, if I'm Nick Pope, I'm probably... I'm really upset, to be fair. I think over the past two to three seasons, Nick Pope's been the most consistent keeper in the Premier League in a team that doesn't have, you know... Virgil van Dijk or Laporte or someone in front of them that makes the game easy. They've got two hard-working centre-backs that, you know, Burnley don't spend money on players. So he's got to be on every single game. I think he is. I think if you're Dean Henderson, I think you're pissed off. And I think you look at Pickford and it's like, how long is it until we just decide that he's shit? For me, it was about two years ago. So I've I've reached that point. But I want to know when everyone else is going to come on board that make decisions because he's not, he's just not a good goalkeeper. To be honest with you, I mean, forget the challenge. The challenge is disgusting. And, you know, the fact that he's, and Ancelotti's apologising for him is, is really cute. But, like, he's just not a good goalkeeper. Like, and that's that's it for me. So, to your point, Garbs, 100%. Everton yeah. are, are worse off that he hasn't been, he hasn't been banned. Yeah, that was, that's what I was saying the whole time. I mean, and I really do feel like Ancelotti can't bench him. They've kind of built him up to be like this franchise tag, haven't they? Because like I don't even know who their resi goalkeeper is, to be honest. They took um, somebody in on loan last second. Did they? But it's yeah, it's almost like he's a he's like they're giving him the franchise tag, and that if they if they don't play him, it's like the old NFL thing, like oh we can't bench quarterback. Well, you can. He's pants. Well, I mean, the, the Dolphins just benched Fitzpatrick after a 3 1 record. So, yeah, that's, that's a big deal. That's a topic for someone else's pod. Jesus Christ. I saw that and I'm like, for a lad that <laughs> yeah. played like seven games for Alabama, it's, it's, it's amazing. But regardless, they, uh, I think Pickford reminds me of Joe Hart a little bit. Don't you dare. Just <laughs> no, he, like, no. up. Late, Don't I will. you dare. I will dare. I late, fucking will. Late Joe Hart. Late Joe Hart. Late Joe Hart. Late, but like no, when but because, when, when but, Pep came in, because Joe Hart fronts up to the media, yeah, yeah. When Joe Hart fronts, because Joe Hart used to front up to the media whenever he fucked up, like everyone was like, oh well, that's great. Like, but it's yeah, the fifth time after you're doing that because you messed up, it's not it's not a good thing. So I mean, you brought in Ederson, and Pep, I don't think has you forgot about the Bravo to year. too much about that at that point. But. Oh God, yeah. Well, that's that's a Bravo. Bravo was the fall guy. He was the guy you got in just to, so you could make the smooth transition to Ederson. But yeah. Anyway, that was a good game. Two two. A lot of draws. Let's go into um, let's go into the big the big one of the oh, week. Tottenham man. versus West Ham. Probably one of the greatest <laughs> Premier, I need, I need Premier League comebacks of all time. <laughs> I didn't watch the second half. I watched the first half, and then I had practice. And I looked at my phone later that day and saw it and just burst out laughing. Here's here's how here's how it went for me, right? So I I'm on a I'm on a like a group me with some people that uh, in a place I work and there was a, there's a West Ham fan on it and he's like the ultimate optimist about West Ham when everyone knows that they're really just a bag of a bag of shit <laughs> from one game to the next. And obviously Spurs Spurs raced out to two 0 didn't they? Yep. And uh, somebody had said to him, like, oh, so what's it going to be? Uh, is it going to be five or six? And 
and the lad goes, well, who says it's not going to be 2-2? And then they scored and went 3-0. And I went, I'll tell you right now, it ain't going to be 2-2. And then I thought that was that. And I went I went off and left it. And then all of a sudden I saw, I was watching it when Bale came on. And to be honest, I was quite excited to see what, what Bale would bring. And uh, the answer was nothing. Um, and then I went away again. Oh, he, he missed... He missed a one on one. Yeah, let's go up four two. Yep. Let's give him that. And credit. then I went back, <laughs> and I was like, um, I went back to it, and I saw it was like three one or whatever. Then I, I kind of went away and forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, the group me just exploded with like Lanzini. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that's an unreal strike, by the way. Um, Dude, he'll, he won't I have really a better goal. I really rate that. Lanzini. I think sure. he was on fire. And didn't he do his ACL about 18 months ago? Wasn't that the wasn't that the thing? Uh, you'll, I mean, I don't really follow West Ham I that felt strong, like, so you'll have to. I felt like he's been considered like the biggest one. boss. I do think he was injured. Money. But, like, that was a lot of the reason why people were like, West Ham's going down because they spent so much on Lanzini and his shit. But do you remember though, like they got Lanzini right after Payet was what Payet was. Yeah, it was uh, and Lanzini June come 2018, in ACL tear. And he and he, yeah. And before that, from sixteen to eighteen, though, I feel Lanzini had decent return. Uh, you know, you've probably got the stats up there, though. So you might be able to tell me I'm, I'm full of shit. But I feel like he had a decent level of, of performance in terms of goals and assists for that those initial couple seasons he was there. Then he did the ACL. So I mean, he's he's obviously he's talented, and that's a hell of a strike. And the fact that it's happened against Spurs is amazing. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, let, let's let's mm-hmm. just let's not give. I don't want to talk about West Ham on a podcast, to be quite frank. Like, I, I want them to go down because I think they're a joke of a club, and them leaving them them leaving uh, Upton Park was just broke my heart to go to like the completely aseptic Olympic Stadium. But let's talk about Spurs. It's more fun. Yeah. Well, first off, I will say that first like twenty minutes of offensive play from the front three of Spurs yep. was fucking ridiculous. Kane Kane looks like he's fucking going up a level again. Son's scoring goals for fun, but to absolutely like their whole thing, they're three 0 up. Bring on Bale Swan like it's song. supposed to be yep. like you know the second co- second coming of the king, and the even when like West Ham scored their first goal. I think it was like 81 or 82 minutes. Like they, even the West Ham players didn't even like run to get the ball, the goal. They were just like, eh, it looks like a consolation. Then they score the second one, which is a fantastic <laughs> own goal by my man, Davidson Sanchez. Great well finish. Well worked Great play, but finish. still fantastic. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but amazing. Then all of a sudden West Ham are like, oh, okay. And then you could just see Tottenham like fucking start shrinking into themselves. And then, yeah. And then the best thing is Harry Winks off the corner pings it into Lanzini's feet, and he just hits an absolute fucking rocket. The best part was mm-hmm. uh, Larice even gets a touch on it, but it still goes in off the other part of the bar. And then, like, freaking West Ham fans – or West Ham players just go absolutely oh. shit show. That's one of those games oh, where I wish incredible. there were fans there because that would have been an absolute shit show of a fan. Like, you would have probably had people on the pitch. It would have been amazing because those – I mean, like, obviously, like, you have the Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Tottenham, but, like – West Ham and them have some real bad blood too. That would have been amazing, and I can only imagine that fucking the Tottenham staff were probably ch- like chirping during that whole game, like when they went up three nil, and then just have like the West Ham staff just be able to like 
talk shit. Did you guys see the tweet? I forget. I think it was Declan Rice, the one that he retweeted. It was like it was a Spurs fan. It was like you bring no. you bring on Lanzini, yep. we bring on Bale, and it was like joking, laughing, and and Declan Rice retweeted it and was like like kind of like a how'd that work out kind of deal, and it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> Did you see the? Uh... So I mean, the biggest the, the, the biggest so thing is about like it, I said, like, you, like, look at, you look at Spurs and you're just watching what what happens, and it's like it's like a car crash. Like you see you see the first goal happen, yeah, oh yeah, and you're like. Uh, oh nah, it's not. It's not gonna. It it could. It's not gonna. It could, it is. And that's that's <laughs> like that's like the life cycle of like watching yeah. Spurs play. Like I, I'm I'm with you. Like watch them in the first half. I'm like, wow, they could be, they they could they could be for real. And then all of a sudden, for no reason, you realise like they're just not that good at the back. Um, not to mention, not to fast forward too far, but I I saw a tweet. That was criticizing Hugo Lloris for not saving it, <laughs> and it, and I forget <laughs> the person, and I should have done my research the and me- had it written down. But it was a legitimate like football pundit, not. like Allah, like da- Danny Murphy, someone of the ilk, yeah. and it wasn't Danny Murphy, but someone of the ilk had said like, oh, Hugo, Lloris, Hugo Lloris should have should have should have saved it <laughs> from what foreigners foreigners scum. How was he gone. supposed to save, save it? it? Fuck me! It was like top bins. He literally, he literally did the the absolute hundred percent most. The fact that he got a hand in on that situation it. and he got a finger, yeah, he got a fingertip to it, and it still went in, brother, off the underside of the bar. Honestly, not, though, the whole thing on Spurs, happening. I truly think, especially after watching the Amazon Prime thing, like it makes so much sense now. Like Mourinho every day is trying to get them to have a ball sack, <laughs> and they just can't. <laughs> No, but like that's teams that fall yeah, apart. Yeah, hundred percent. All my team did it a few times a year and two years ago. Like when things start to go wrong, like zero sack to just Lack stop it from leadership. happening. It's just like it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Or just just lack of like killer instinct. Like Bale needs to be scoring that goal. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Through, Going back through to the, middle. the prime thing, I think you could have whatever man. Obviously, Mourinho is a he's, he's a kind of somewhat old school and like that's what he wants from the lads is he wants a bit of bite the issue there is is i think it's this whole like the whole dan danny rose like kind of microcosm of like what i'm gonna go talk to daniel all right go talk to daniel then like it's like that's the issue i think daniel levy creates this like schoolboy mentality of like he's the headmaster and he's in charge when in actuality you look at most situations like yeah, the, the sporting director or whatever is in charge, but the manager is the one that's like the figurehead. Do you know what I mean? Like Daniel Levy puts himself in this position of like he, in the media, he's in charge. He's like, oh, we're not, we haven't got money. It's like the whole like almost like Robin Hood thing where like, you know, we haven't got any money, but it's just, I, I think that's the problem. Daniel Levy is the issue. And that I think it's this in an insipid like waterfall effect down through the club. And I think it's, I think that's the problem. Having seen it as, as Amazon Prime glory. Yep, it's just that old saying: no matter what happens in football. What do you think of Tottenham? Them, so that's where. Shit. There we go. I was late. Sorry. <laughs> the only thing that I'll add to that game because you've covered it brilliantly <laughs> is uh, all these Tottenham fans, and I don't understand this new trend of football fans filming themselves watching football. But all all of all of these Tottenham <laughs> fans that have filmed themselves watching the game, and then people have cut it up 
and you see the pure joy and then the inevitable spursiness that happens at the end. Oh, oh, it's beautiful. I could just rewatch that Spursy. all the time. <sighs> Them just be like, what? Lanzini? No. Yes, yes, Lanzini. Like, can you can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, and I've seen them. I know what you're talking about. Like men in their late twenties, thirties, and forties. Some of these guys, yeah, yeah. Set, set setting up their <laughs> iPhone yeah. to record them jumping on their bed like in a six-year-old when what <laughs> full kit when someone scores a goal. Behave! I'd ridicule my son if he did that. I mean. I mean, oh, we deal yeah. with Arsenal. We used to deal with Arsenal fan TV, so I can absolutely imagine that. Well, 100%. Yeah, so, like, bruv, what the fuck yeah. you about, fam? Bruv. Somebody, somebody actually came out to me at uh, this random, like, just segue. But so uh, one of the dads went and drop off line at school came up to me today and was like, because I wear, like, Premier, like, I wore, like, Mike Gilberto jersey today. Like, he knows I'm a soccer fan. And he was like, Hey, did you see? So this is going to be good for Lewis. He's like, Did you see what happened to Manchester United's player? And I was like, Sitting there and I was like, Trying to think. I was like, What happened? And, and I was like, Aaron Juan Basaka? And he was like, oh, Yeah, I was on Barstool. And I guess, so, so I guess the troops or whoever the fuck's running the ship must have made a comment. But he was like, He was like, Yeah, he's like, I was, I was watching it and uh, I saw all this stuff on Barstool about how he's like got four different women with like three different kids. I'm like, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. He's not a great guy. Uh, don't want to really talk about this in the school school line. I'm dropping off my two year old, but yeah, for sure. But I'm just like, damn. I guess they are getting actual. And anybody, uh, anybody buzzing so, to talk oh, about Chelsea real quick? Go in from Spurs to that one. It's the same. It's great. No, yeah. Go go for it if you want. I mean, I'll yeah. be I'll be honest. Obviously, because it was you know I didn't really watch it per se, but I did get some wonderful updates, um, and that filled me with some joy. But if anybody watched it in its entirety, that's prob- they're probably better to talk about the actual how the way the game went. Um, I didn't. I didn't watch it. The only game I really watched. Was I watched was the first forty-five. To be honest with you, which was a uh, what two two one half time, eh? Uh huh. I will say, Timo Timo Werner. Yeah, he, he looks scary. A game. Yeah, yeah, he he looked very good. But it's 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 almost like, and yeah. I might be going a bit far here. It's almost like Chelsea did not invest in the back half of their team. <laughs> the, the goal, the typical. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, it just came back to my brain. That, that was was one of the funniest oh, yeah, things right. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Clean whiff coming out to play the ball. Clean right. whiff. And then his scramble to get back, like I, for maybe like two seconds, I felt bad for him. That, that's what, that's where, go ahead. He actually, on his, he comes back and he actually, so he comes back, so he whiffs it, like Garb says, on the first, which is incredible that he even did that. And then the, whoever the Southampton player is, it's Shay comes, Adams, right? Like keeps it off the line, charge bring it, and then it hits it at the, it hits the, yeah, and he hits he hits it at goal, and it goes off the post. And Kepa's diving back, so he actually keeps yep. it back in play. And then, he, and then he hits it again, and it goes in. It's like it's just the most shambolic goal of all time. Like, the this, other this thing, is the, this is the thing. Like when you said, like you almost feel sorry for him. Like you know, obviously, I've been to Bilbao, I've been to the club, where obviously where he, he he came through, and like I do feel sorry for him because you, 
he's obviously not. I, mean, I don't like it when they say like pros, like keepers are shit. Like Pickford even isn't shit. Pickford is just not poised enough to compete consistently at the level in which is required for the England national team, for example. Kepa isn't shit. Like Kepa is like to me right now, Kepa is a golfer with the yips. He's like yep. the guy who's like I'd imagine mm-hmm. now in training they're trying to do well, probably in training now they're trying to just fucking get rid of him. But I mean, imagine that before that, that they're trying to do things like Let's look at the way you're dealing with this. Let's look at the way you're dealing with that. And these are lads who are like, you know, Kepa's what, 24, 25, something like that? I'd imagine, just guessing. Um, yeah, I so, think, I'm I mean, pretty sure he's a lad who's been trained probably since the age of eight or nine to do things a certain way and is now completely re-examining the way he does everything in terms of catching a ball, in terms of his, his footwork to get in the position to catch a ball. There's no way he could be successful after as many mistakes as he's had. So, like, when I think, you know, I've been a critic of, you know, Big Fat Frank because I think he's, you know, a bit of a Charlie as a manager. I loved him as a player, but Charlie as a manager. Um, I think he made a good decision when he said this week in public, he said uh, that the the new lad, Mendy, Traore, right? Mendy, sorry. Um, Mendy. Is the, is the number one. That's a great decision. Yeah, I know. Racist. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it three <laughs> times kidding, now. Um, in terms of confusing a Mendy and a Troy, but in my defence, for some reason in the current football landscape, there are a lot of both, and I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> Take the guy outside the same oh, making sure that's, that's, is actually what, <laughs> second half. Second half of the pod, the Champions League one's going to go off as well. Um, but like, he made a, yeah. a smart decision saying that he's a number one because I think. It, Kepa obviously has talent and is, they're in a situation now where they're either going to try and rejuvenate Kepa to be the number one or they have to get him in a position to where he's, you know, sellable, right? So I think by telling him that he's, that the new lad's the number one gives Kepa actually time to kind of get in training, go back to the drawing board and re-examine the fact that he does actually get paid to keep the ball out of the net. And I think that's I think that's important. But he's obviously yeah. it's it's a nightmare watching a lad who's he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Like he seems like a proper pro. He seems to be like really disappointed in himself. He's not pointing fingers. He takes it on the chin. Like now Harry Maguire is enjoyable to watch him struggle, but Kepa it's not. And that's kind of where I think looking at that goal, you're like it's almost like hard to take joy in it. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like when you see somebody making a chronic mistake and they they keep talking themselves into a hole. It's like cringeworthy watching him make that mistake. Yeah, I think oh, you're right. Like Yips is a good, perfect description because keepers Ooh. can get them for sure. I mean, yeah. Lewis and I've been watching Leno, and he looks like he's getting a little bit of them too right now. So that's that's worrying. But also, like anywhere else on the pitch, like you can make a mistake, and like you always have somebody possibly to bail you out. Keeper, you really don't. You're always you know. So if you make a rick, you're gonna get called. I mean, like and, and like Garbs can talk even like in hockey. Like they yep. they literally pull goalkeepers <laughs> in hockey when like they're just having a shit day. So I think for him, I honestly think his probably career at Chelsea is probably done. So he probably just, he probably just needs a new lease on life at a probably a Spanish club somewhere. Which you know, like he's not he's not a shit keeper. He also got saddled, unfortunately, yep. with being yep. the most expensive keeper in the in the world, which isn't great. I mean, like your price tag's your price tag, but you're not ultimately responsible for what that price tag is even but you will get saddled with 
hey, you are the most expensive goalkeeper ever, yeah. and you're letting in goals like at a one in one and two chance rate. So, yeah, I I don't take joy in it anymore. It's just it's just funny to me from the, I think to me like Lewis said, it's funny to me from a Chelsea standpoint that they literally had glaring holes in the back of their team and they just didn't address it and just signed 100%. like seven offensive yeah. players, which is fine, but you're just going to get three, three. And on the other right side, on the yeah, offensive so. side, he's playing a bunch of guys out of position. Like he, he has too many guys that he's trying to fit into places yeah. where they don't fit. Like I felt like he played five guys out of position to put one in, in that game. And the one was Mason Mount. And I don't know. I just, I don't think right. he's done well with that. It could be Lampard's son, by the way. Maybe. For any, I mean, for the, <laughs> I mean, he, he apparently he apparently is at this point adopted at least adopted time. at least. But with, so. with 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 Kepa right now, it's about two yeah. things for me: recoup cost if you're Chelsea, and protect future earnings if you're yep. Kepa. Yep. Yeah, I think you just just play him in the Europe or like well not Europa Champions League or not even Champions League. That's bad. Just play him in the fucking cups and then hope he does puts on a performance and get like fifty mil or something from him. Somebody will pay him. So, I don't know. Whatever you want to pay for them. But get some sort of value back. But let's stop there on the first half, and then we will kick off the Champions League in the second half and preview next week. All right. Welcome to the second half of the Top 4 Pod. We've just been discussing the Premier League action from the past weekend. Um, this second half, we'll be talking some Champions League. We'll be talking some preview of the Premier League because it's some good games. But first, let's talk about uh, Project Big Picture Mark II. Once the Liverpool and Man United couldn't get that pass, they decided to just go above everyone else's head and try to create a European Super Premier League, apparently, with uh, all the best teams joining from all around Europe, which... Uh, Lewis, you go first. Well, you're you're I you're wrong. My thoughts and um, fucking ran at this bullshit. <laughs> it's great. Arsenal don't have to qualify for it. Uh, we're in automatically every single time. I think it's fantastic. Go ahead. Has has that has that been confirmed? Because I'm I'm just sure that we were considered uh, as part of them. Like it was like Liverpool and Man United, and then I could. I'm assuming if we could just look around the top five, six leagues, we could pretty much draw connections to who you'd put in that league. But then it's also think like all Arsenal, of the traditional Biden, powers would be Chelsea, in there. So Spurs, Leicester, a couple other teams um, are interesting. Uh, I saw their why? name in there and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. excuse me? I mean, uh, uh, at least we have history and, and draw. But <laughs> yeah. Spurs have nothing. Yeah. Look, we know you got a new so, stadium, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. It's fine. Yeah. Are you... So for me, this is just. I was going to say, isn't that doesn't that and make look, you guilty by association? Uh, as well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It it definitely it definitely it definitely includes us. No, it definitely includes us. So this to me is like American sports owners trying to implement the way they run sports here in the U.S. across Europe and basically make a biggest money grab as possible. So. Obviously, you have the Glaciers who own United. You've got FSG, Fenway Sports Group, who own Liverpool. You've got Kroenke owns Arsenal. There's a couple other ones. Um, there's big American investors in some of the Italian teams as well. But, like, for me, like, the way – like, the best thing for me about English football and just, like, football in general is 
like the best team always wins at the end of the day, right? You have, you play your 38 games, you get three points for a win, one for a draw, zero for a loss. It's pretty simple. The one who wins the most games and accumulates the most points usually is going to win the league pretty much always. So what American sports Capitalism, league though is bro. freedom, which is funny to me because America is all about anti-socialism bullshit right now. Yeah. 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 Well, except in a fucking American sports league, half the leagues make the playoffs, half the teams make the playoff in a league. And then the worst teams get the number one pick in the draft every year after that. So it's like completely fucking nonsensical. So the fact that American team or American owners want to come over here, over here, over there, and like just trying to like turn the premier league or European football into some bullshit capitalist money grab. It's just infuriating to me. And I want no fucking part of it. They can get fucking lost. And if they want to do that shit, then as an Arsenal fan, I would just tell them to fuck off. And that's, I think, I think what the American owners have realized is when they try to do this project big picture and then they had to vote on it and it was a unanimous vote against it. Like Liverpool and Man United and those six teams had to vote against it because their own fans were like, no, we're not fucking doing that. Like, it's so dumb. It's just frustrating and pissing me off to no end that we just continuously try to ruin everything good about other parts of the world by just implementing our dumbass fucking sporting. I'm with you on that. That's just me. I think fuck off for, I'm with Fuck you. off the European Premier League. A lot of it has to do with when the Glazers took, I mean, from a financial side of it, when the Glazers took United Public, now they're responsible to shareholders. And I just saw mm-hmm. FSG is selling like 25% and they want to take it public within the next year. And once that happens, what these guys are trying to do is minimize their risk. And if there's a competition you have to qualify for, what happens if you don't one year and now you have to answer to shareholders, right? So they're minimizing all their risk possible by making something that they're guaranteed the TV revenue from every year. And it's like, don't buy a soccer team or football team. Sorry, soccer's played in America, um, usually in the MLS. But don't don't buy a football club if you don't want to deal with the risk. Like, that's the whole beauty of the sport. Like, in a nutshell, that's what makes the sport different and better than American sports. Yeah, that's the, literally the best thing ever. You have teams that can shoot up the leagues in years. Leicester, you have teams like Leicester who can go from third division football to winning the Premier League. And you can have players that play in non-league actual football to play, like Jamie Vardy to play in the Premier League. You can't really get that in the U.S. You can get it a couple times, but you don't get it like consistently. And the fact that I get why the owners do it because they want a zero minimum risk to their team losing any revenue whatsoever. So in the European Premier League, you would be guaranteed to have that revenue coming in at all times. I did see somebody make a good point where the European Premier League is based off, especially in COVID times, like if we're trying to basically maximize TV revenue as much as possible, that makes sense. But for like, if you, let's say after post COVID, if you're having a European Super League, how are you going to get fans traveling all across Europe, like, week in, week out? Like, that's just nonsense. Like, you're not going to be able to fill it up, I don't think. That's just my opinion. I don't – it just it just, it just, just reeks of just, like, bullshit Americans trying to get – like, everyone's becoming greedy. They're trying to get as much as possible, and they're trying to do it with as less risk to themselves as possible. And I get the shareholder thing. That makes complete sense, but fuck that shit. Don't invest in a soccer club if you don't want to do that. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, you want to add in. Yeah, I'm not for any of that, <laughs> to be honest. 
I was leading the charge. What I can't bullshit. You were leading the charge. Is that this is obviously that it's been spun <laughs> as this massive like United and Liverpool coup, but in every single thing that is like spoken about, it's like Man United, Liverpool, and a group of other Premier League clubs. And I just I want the other Premier League clubs to be un- uncloaked. Shall oh, we say. It, it is. I want them I, to. I can. No, I I admit it. Admitted, I admitted my club was one of them. Guaranteed. Yeah, it's I, out. I just, I just think it's funny that for yeah. some reason, like you look at all the press and it's like yeah, Sky Sports, sure. Man United, Liverpool. Well, yeah, probably so. But I'd imagine like all the other ones, like for example, I don't know the oligarch that is Abramovich, quite fancies a lot more money as well. Like I think those are those are things. But I mean, I, I don't think we can. I don't think it's fair to say it's an American like amalgamation of fuck shall we say because I think it is the football the world over is a massive money drag mm-hmm. like look at PSG PSG haven't got any any commitment to what the French league is going to look like plainly with the way that they behave so there's no chance there's that one there you know you look at I think Germany probably is the best model because there is a lot of fan owned clubs which probably which protect them which then yep. are you going to have a, a European Super League without German clubs in or do they have to get the vote of yeah of the fans to get a majority, which I think would be challenging, um, based on. Well, apparently, uh, apparently just now I'll let you finish. I'm sorry, but yeah, like, there's, no, there's, no way, there's no way, there's no way, but you look at it from, from that, so, from that standpoint. Anyway, and that would ahead, be the sorry. concern for me, like George, like, a you know, Germany yeah. and, you know, some Spanish clubs have a lot of, um, community kind of involvement and are very regionalized and they're kind of their support bases, obviously outside of, Madrid and Barcelona, etc. But you know, I think that's where I don't. I just it, it stinks to me. I think the, all the plans to kind of diminish the impact of the lower leagues, I, I'm not for. I think you know that it's a what I miss the most about being here is that there isn't like a proper um, divisional approach to the game. So whereas you can have a local club that you can actually help and commit to and and get them forward. Now there is, but then the USL is somewhat unreliable and there's in terms no of promotion. Which I think the challenging part, we, we talked about this in a previous pod, I believe, is that a lot of these clubs have like begun their existence during pandemic. And I fear for the people that have put probably a lot of passion into building these clubs. And you know, the longer this goes on, I think the harder it is for those clubs to survive. But that's a different tangent. But you know, I, yeah. I just think looking at, Looking at that, I'm I'm not going to be for anything that diminishes promotion relegation within individual countries because I think it's just what makes the game different to every other game, especially in this country, but a lot of games you know, worldwide. Can I add something? I I was joking. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just yeah. just just for the listeners, I think it's bullshit too. <laughs> no, I, no, we know. Because you love the Europa League. I love if the we Europa want to talk League, about which might yeah. be the Super League. No. Um, yeah, I'm all for promotion, relegation, people failing because they're shit, unlike Cleveland <laughs> Browns. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Yeah, agreed. There should be consequences for being the worst team in your league, not getting the best, not getting the fucking best player coming up from whatever amateur. That's level. not capitalism. The next year, that's not how things should work. That's just my take. That's bad. Okay, mm-hmm. no, bad. Yeah, I get you. Right. Speaking of money grabs, did you guys? I just wanted to point it out real quick. The yeah. Newcastle fans, how brilliant that was. Um, 
So I guess in England right now, the games that were non-major televised one, they're charging mm-hmm. like a fourteen ninety nine pay per view to watch the game, and they've all been absolute shit games. And the Newcastle, don't <laughs> West Brom. Burnley. I was listening to that game on the radio, and the guys <laughs> on the radio were laughing hysterically. They're like, "If you're still listening, you're incredible." Um, they should be. They should be paying but, the fans to watch it <laughs> during a no pandemic. Kidding, but all the Newcastle fans. All the yeah. Newcastle fans pulled together their money of what would have been fourteen ninety nine and do- donated to a local charity, and I guess a bunch of the other clubs are doing the same thing. And I think it's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the West Brom Bur- uh, Burnley game was the first game of the Premier League season, and nil nil. And somebody was like, "Why? Are, like, if you're spending fourteen ninety nine on this game before it even starts, like, you need to reevaluate your life right now." Because it is not even if you're a fan, like don't don't do that at all. So anyway, all right, let's let's deck into the Champions game. League real quick. We we already talked a little bit about Man City Porto, pretty good result for uh, for Pep's Pep squad. Um, Pepe Pepe just running riot, hurting everybody. But Serge Sergio off the goal fest off the cut. Yeah, start. feeling good about the feeling group. good that about was the a tricky one, especially with all the injuries we had. I thought Bernardo Silva was immense. I thought we played like shit the first forty-five, but I think we second half played well. Um, Guardiola's favorite Champions League player in history, Gundogan, <laughs> got a goal. Um, uh, I mean, if it's a Champions League <laughs> night, you know that he's in the lineup. That's just a guarantee. But uh, Ferran Torres and Foden connection was nice to see. I think that kid's going to be a player. We've got a lot of youth, young guys that we brought in. Like our team team keeps getting younger, which I like. And um, good to see some of those young guys make plays. But, yeah, good tricky game. Glad, glad it's done. Pepe is the captain of the shithouse 11. We've left him out. <laughs> and that's about it. Porto fans, you know that the players and fans are literally going to the media everywhere and saying that they got robbed by the officials? I just... I... Well, their coach their coach claimed, like, after the game that, like, Pep was We got three yellows in the first 45 and, like, and guys' first them. challenges. That <laughs> none of them. There was one clear yellow, and that was Rodri. It was, like, a tactical foul that was a yellow and outside of that like Kyle Walker got a foul he did barely touch the guy and it was his first foul like 11 minutes in I have no idea what they're talking about oh my god I mean the ref in the Arsenal game today was pretty shit too so I think it's I think it's just a disease that's spreading throughout Europe at this point in terms of refereeing but who's are they are they considered this the 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 B team in your group, like you guys are A and they're B, like number one and two, or is there another team in there? Yeah, I, I think so. We got a for the this year and last year we got decent groups gotcha. to be honest. I think we, we no shock tar, no shock tar in our group this year for like the first time yeah. uh, ever. It's Man City, Olympiacos, Marseille, and FC Porto or yesterday. So Marseille and Marseille Olympiacos. Yeah, I think we would be remiss to not mention well, Marseille probably. Uh, yeah. The two two aspects in the game yeah. that happened back to back. Number one, the strike from Rodri after Pepe Shithousery is absolutely tremendous, and then the save from the Porto keeper is probably better. Like that's a yep. big time save that is understated because of all the obviously the extras that's happening between Pepe and Sterling, but like. 
he stays switched on, he stays focused, and he extends and makes honestly a top save. And it was pretty incredible to see. But I thought City looked good. I thought Torres looked good. I thought the uh, the ball from Foden was was fantastic on that one. Um, yeah, I mean that's maybe this is a year that that City make a a bit more of a a push at the European level because I mean not not taking the piss at all. It's been the probably the the disappointment from a City fan is the I say lack of progress is probably harsh, but like the progression further and around is probably uh, a little bit lacking. Yep. I told I told you guys that there was a one of the main city accounts before before the game uh, <laughs> yeah. tweeted out the road to the quarterfinals begins tonight. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I was listening to another podcast and they were honestly they were talking about the game and they were just like the one guy was like I mean see, it kind of sucks for City because. Literally, none of this matters until you make like a, a quarter final. That's when it starts getting real for you all. Like, if you think about it, just because, like, like they expect you to basically get to the quarterfinals, and then from there, you just you're kind of expected to at least get to a final. So, you kind of were just like under shit pressure. I really it's think like our year was two years ago with that offside so. goal, the, the crazy Spurs tie. That was that team was phenomenal. That team was so good, oh, and that was yeah. just really unlucky. Oh, you would have been taken apart by. No, you would have I been think, taken apart. And by I mean, I think it should have. To be honest, that should have been a City Liverpool <laughs> final. That year. They were the best I'm just messing world, with you. I thought that would have been that would have been an epic game for sure. <sighs> All right, let's talk Liverpool. Talia class. Fantastic finish from the Ajax defender. Uh, but a good turn by. Yeah, I would, yeah, but I would agree. Yeah, I, mean, good, I think the highlight turn for by us Mane, was though, on that one. Um, it was good for Liverpool to have a game so close to the Van Dijk um, issue because it, it allowed us to at least make issue. a very strong yeah. statement to solve a problem. And I thought Fabinho was, to be honest, fantastic. Um, oh. Against yeah, a really good problems. team, too. Like, I not, thought that was my take was Fabinho was, I thought that that should give your entire team confidence the way that he went I thought everything play. else was tepid, to be honest. I didn't think we were very good at all. But I thought Fabinho and Gomez, that partnership, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's similar in that you've got two good ball-playing centre-backs. And obviously, Van Dijk is not he's not replaceable. We've somebody... If you have another Van Dijk in your team and he's not playing already, you've got problems. But um, he's not replaceable, but I think... You know, it does put a centre midfield player back there. Obviously, allows him to be a bit more comfortable on the ball potentially. Although Van Dijk's probably the most comfortable player in the world in some good, good and bad sometimes. But I thought Fabinho did a good job of just being a defender, which was probably where most people were questioning what would happen. Um, you know, I thought it was good. I, although I was very surprised, if I'm honest, to see Klopp pull the entire front three at the 60th minute. Um, it was in, somewhat encouraging because that's something that in the past. Again, not, we're not picking on City, but City and Chelsea have been able to do things like that because they've had a little bit more, you know, depth at, at positions. Whereas for us, I mean, I think if you look, rewind 18 months and say that you're going to take out Firmino, Salah and Mane at the same time, you'd have probably been like, so who's going to play then? <laughs> Origi and who? Like, um, So I think that, that was obviously, you know, good to see that, obviously getting Jota minutes and Minamino. And quite frankly, you know, I joked on the text thread that I forgot Shakiri played for us. 
I didn't. He just doesn't get any opportunities. And I like Shakiri. You know, I think he brings something different. He's uh you know, obviously just a he's a dribbler, he's very confident. So I mean any sort of like a uh, little flick inside and a bang is obviously gonna cause problems. But I thought it was a professional performance from a group that I think's professionalism has been under question for the past couple of weeks, obviously the Villa result and then Everton. So I think it was positive moving forward, going to Ajax and getting a result with or without fans, I think is is a is a challenge. And uh, we'll see, because I mean, the scary part is that Atalanta are frightening. Yep. Frightening. They score goals and not, for fun. And they not, not awesome. tappings. And not tappings. They did that, they did that no, last year bangers. too. Like goals that you're not saving. Yeah, they're hitting freaking long-range uh, bombs. I have to say, I thought Wednesday yeah. was as a whole, like some of the best goals I've seen in a day in Champions oh, League. There were a lot of good Are we also goals. okay to talk about that? The fact that I think the fact yeah, that I'm going to spend more money to watch it is bullshit. However, CBS, fair play. Yes. Yeah, I've been tweeting about that all weekend. Like, yeah. Platform is excellent, they're but like, also they're, they're the addition of the Galazzo show is incredible yeah. because it's... I there were legit three yeah. or four games that I wanted to watch on Wednesday. And I was able, I threw City on my iPad and the Galazzo show on the TV, and it was ideal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what you should be doing. Like, like even Peacock, which as much as we give, like the, the platform yeah, sucks, but you should absolutely have like a goal zone or something like that for Premier League. Well, I guess, Staggering I guess now it, it, it doesn't work now because they're just doing games every, they're, yeah, they're not, because you, you, you used to have like 10 o'clock games, like four or five on the same time, but, for definitely European action, it makes the most sense. And yeah, fair play to CBS there. You know, NBC if you want a little. It's also interesting because they do the uh, they like, do a highlight show. I'm not really sure if it's anything sure. more than on demand that I found today. That is, uh, you know, who's one of the color commentators is uh, Akinfemwa. Yeah, is it Bobby Martinez? Akinfemwa no and Julian L- Lorenz. Is it really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is which, which is quite the uh, the dichotomy, by the way. Oh yeah, the French you've, guy. You, you've you've, yeah, yeah. you've got you've got Akin Femmer basically going like, yeah, and like he got in behind. <laughs> yes. and I was like, raw, and he went ahead. And then you and you've got Julian Lorenz, and obviously like a second language, just being very like to to the point and grammatically correct. It's just very, it's very interesting. Like, but fair play to him. Yeah. I mean, it's you know like four ninety nine so awesome. a month to get to get the access to you know the. Um, the Champions League, but and you also get the Vauxhall Conference Europa League thrown in as well, which is good. Um, <laughs> the non-Super but, uh, League. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> average league thrown in as well. But uh, no, fair, fair play to them. If you're going to pay for a product, you want a product. And I think that's to your point. You know, the CBS have given a product as opposed to just a, um, a service. And I think that's probably how I would, you know, kind of explain it. Yeah, it's just it's just such a like, even like Ugh. difference from what Fox did the last few years. Bleacher Report bullshit, like just a second, second, secondary, even tertiary thought process. Oh yeah, throw this on our awful streaming service, and good luck to you guys. Like where, it, with CBS, it's been pretty much like obviously built out. I mean, they've done it. They are they had the platform in place anyway because of the. March Madness situation, yep. but like, yeah, I mean, you throw a good product on a good platform, people will pay the the four ninety nine, five ninety nine, whatever, nine ninety nine without commercials to, to like watch that. So I'm I'm happy with it. I honestly thought I didn't 
I was actually panicking because I didn't think Europa so, League would be on any so, so on the show, mate. It's on the outro. at that point. But um, glad we're we're on CBS as well. <laughs> Just at a pay per view, fourteen ninety nine to watch Arsenal versus Rapid Vienna. Um, did uh, yeah, at noon, twelve fifty five. Um, what is it? I was going to ask one other thing, but I've I've lost incredible. My anyway, let's talk quickly yeah. about Bayern because they were pretty much look like. Against the looked like goal. the unstoppable oh, machine Kimmich. that we saw last quarter in the last year. And Kimmich is Kimmich is a cheat code. He's a cheat code. I will say, I'll be like, honest, as much as Kevin De Bruyne is a cheat code, to Kimmich have is Philip right Lahm and then him. create a clone of Philip Lahm is pretty incredible. Yep. Because Kimmich can play centre mid, right back, yeah. left back. He can yep. play as a winger. You could probably play him anywhere. Honestly, anywhere, and he'd, he'd get a job done. Which I mean is. Is massive, but that ball. I mean, and we've all we've been a little bit critical of Kingsley Coman as well because he's injured a fair bit. Stupid. Yes, it was. But yesterday he looked like the world class player though, he's kind of threatened to be for a long time, you know. And I think that's that's a that's a marker they've set down because I mean Lewandowski obviously was you know you hate to say he's ever peripheral, but you know the chat's going to be about you know obviously the uh, was it Telesi goal and obviously Coman and you know. Kimmich as well but let's not I think the important part is like a neutral fans that we are is not forgetting the fact that they did that to Atletico the other yep. impressive part is that they did it to Atletico and the players that weren't playing yeah Nabry Alfonso Which... Davies Douglas Costa like all those three guys didn't even start the game like they're they're yeah their their depth is unreal Sane too, right? I think that might be a reason why Coman's playing so well too is because now they brought in Sane for big money and he's right up your ass. And the same with Gnabry. Like, if those guys aren't on, then there's somebody sitting behind him. So I feel like Coman with that pressure behind him, maybe it's woken him up a little bit. Yeah, to me also, like, so you, Pavard and Hernandez, the fullback, they were like, they signed them a year and a half ago, two years. Like those were the one of the most expensive outlays in ex- in terms of transfers. And then they got injured, weren't able to play for a while. So now, so you had Kimmich and Goretzka playing at fullback, and now they're both in midfield again. And you've got Pavard and Hernandez in there with the front three of Toliso, Coman, Muller, Lewandowski. Like it's then you have Gnabry. You, I mean, it's just son. It's like stupid. Their team is stupid at this point. So I also. To bring it back to Atleti, I mean, I think to me it looks like a team that's ending its cycle with where they are. I mean, they've added Suarez and all that, and I I know it's always dumb to underestimate them, but at some point I feel like playing sh- shitty football will, without producing results, will end up weighing too heavily on a on a I don't know on a team itself, and the fans will get a little restless. So. I, I can understand it if they're if they're going to the Champions League final every year, three years, or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I'm kind of getting tired of Diego Simeone from the party transfer. It sounds like he was getting tired, and the players are getting tired of him. I mean, they've lost Roger. They Pate lost to uh, Juventus. It'll be like... interesting to see how they fare. But they didn't have a great season. I last feel like year. he does that everywhere he goes. First few weeks. Yeah, who's just scoring goals for fun all of a sudden? Of course. Goal for 17 games. Yeah, yeah, fair. But to me, it's just I don't know. I'm interested to see where Letty go this year because he, uh, what's his name, 
Simeone is the highest paid coach in the world at this point. He's just seven year contract. You have to like think in the league they're gonna have some pressure so, to Sevilla. Looks, interesting to see how like they do that. Good side. We'll see. <laughs> they look really good. I heard uh I heard Unai Emery's got Villarreal really Can we potentially off. address the fact really that um, the wheels may actually be falling off <laughs> Real Madrid? It looks bad. Oh it's not good. It is not good. I mean they lost to Cadiz oh, yeah. who like you know usually I may not know players that play for a team, but I could have potentially named a player that may have once played for them. Um, Cadiz may well be the exception. Um, I don't know a single player to ever have set foot on the pitch for Cadiz. And they've beat Real... Yeah, I've heard it's, heard it's lovely, but they've beat Real Madrid, which is cool place. not, not cool what place. you expect. And then, you know, watching the Shakhtar game, <laughs> yeah. I think obviously we'd all be, you know, we have to mention the fact that it was basically a Shakhtar Resi squad because they were missing, what, 10 starters to COVID? Yes. It was so, a complete makeshift team. And watching the game, like, I think, you know, Guillaume, uh, Guillaume Balaguer probably put it best. He's like, it finished 3 2 Shakhtar. He said a fair result would have been 5 2 Shakhtar. Uh, Shakhtar, sorry. Um, which, I mean, you look at it from a, a standpoint of just that and you're looking at a team that's full of stars and, and quality and obviously they're missing I think Ramos was out when he's out they're, they're of players. but that's the thing it's like the one guy that they rely on the most is their oldest player and has to be dwindling at a certain I mean he's still playing at a high level but like he's their heart and so he's everything for them and when he doesn't play they are listless I also saw um, some pretty uh Pretty stark feedback on on Marcelo saying that apparently he could be a surplus to requirements there pretty soon, uh, which is interesting. I guess because I guess Reguillon to uh, Reguillon to um, Spurs is a not a massive buyback clause apparently that could see him maybe going back in the summer. I mean, is, you, know, you never know how true it is. But... One thing I'll say is the last two times that I've seen Varane play without. Ramos, he's been I don't know if it's who he's partnered with, but he had another own goal in this game. He and then in the in the second leg against City, he was we all know how atrocious. But like that's two Champions League games without Ramos and he's been exposed. Which is just incredible, isn't it? But I think like I said, I think it's uh for me, we talked a lot about in the beginning of uh this pod to be fair, like as in the pod as a whole. When Champions League was finishing during the pandemic, we talked about how the the lack of fans and things of that nature was going to create a different dynamic. I think looking at leagues across the world, like Premier League, you're seeing some crazy results. You're seeing Champions League, some results that are, are uh, unique, shall we say? You know, I think I think that's going to carry on. You know, and it's going to be. Uh, I think the Champions League is going to be incredibly competitive, and I think it plays into the hands of somebody like Atalanta, who. You know, play a certain way, and it it's quite obvious they don't play, you know, for the fans per se. They've got a team spirit that allows them to just play electric football. Which, I'll be honest, Liverpool playing them is a little concerning. For sure. All right. Well, let's get into our preview 
matches. Okay. Lewis, We're going to start uh, off on Friday um, off with, with Villa leads. Villa obviously on fire this season uh, somehow. Uh, Leeds looking decent as well. So Villa at home. Adam, what have you got? Okay. All right. 2-1 Leeds. Ted? No special reason. I think Villa are down. Are yeah, for a I'm, down I'm stuck in a place here because uh, I that's agree big. with Sisson and that's a dangerous place to be because <laughs> it's totally wrong. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm... Hey, yeah, I made up some ground last week. Because we got dicked by Villa 7-2, but I, I think the, uh, the, the Villa loving is, is going to come to a halting stop. Um, and I'll, I'll take Bielsa over Dean Smith. Um and I think uh, I'm going to go three two. Villa scoring goals. I'm going three two. Leeds. Yep. Villa scoring goals and Leeds are not defending. Hundred percent. Three two shootout. <laughs> Ooh. Plus, also, plus, the Umbros, plus the Umbros. Plus the Umbros. Plus John right, Terry. Don't, don't sell the yeah, man short nice. there. I'll go 4 2 leads. <laughs> plus the Umbros, yeah. A Bamford special. <laughs> just I'm just six go... goals. Why not? The Premier uh, League's been, the Premier League's been a shit show already, so why not? 4 2. Let's go for it. Okay, and that game tomorrow? tomorrow? Friday. Yep. It is awesome. a good Friday game. Next, Ooh. we have Saturday. We've got one game a day. Is what I've done That's here. It's a good Friday got, game. Uh, I like that. United hosting Chelsea. It's a tough one. Oof. Goalkeeping Actually. extravaganza. I keep reading Thanks. articles about De Gea's back. I keep articles about De Gea's back. De Gea's back. <laughs> well, no, because Mendy's back too. <laughs> Don't forget Mendy's back too. Um, we got some echo going on here. No, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, hold on one sec. We got some echo going on here. Still there? Still yep. there? Yeah, I'm still echoing. Because I, I took my AirPods out to see if there was that. Because I, I took my yeah, AirPods echoing. out to see if there was that. Garbage, or not garbage, uh, is anyone else? No, I'm still on my headphones, but I hear it. Or no, I'm still on my headphones. Is anyone else? I hear it. Put on speaker or something. It's definitely Ted then. I don't like hearing myself Ted talk then. back to me. I don't like hearing myself talk back to me. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Is that better? I would tell you it was fine until it wasn't. Yeah, no echo. Ted, every time with the technical difficulties. That's all right. I've got it. Yeah, see, it's probably his fault, dickhead. Got it marked down. And then we lost Lewis. Yeah. Sorry. I'm off. I'm off the airport. Yeah, definitely was his fault. (laughs) Yeah. So I I apologize, Ted. We're back. Yep. Oh, it it comes the Alexa Echo dots. He's back in the mix. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we got you, Lewis. All right, all right. I will, I will go again on this one. So, uh, so we're looking at Chelsea United. I don't know, man. It's hard. Um, 
<laughs> at United. They just came off a good result against PSG. They suck in the league. Uh, I'll just go like a 1 1 with probably like a red card in there. All right, Ted. Yeah, for sure. Or Luke Shaw. Gosh, it's tough. Somebody. One, <laughs> um, it pains me, but I'm going to go uh, Chelsea 2 0. United have an absolute Chernobyl. Um, appeal for every penalty going, don't get it, and then Bruno Fernandes. They don't get one. Oh. Yeah, I think it's is that Stanford Bridge or Old Trafford? Old Trafford, they're getting one. Oh, they'll Ooh. get a pen then. Two one. Two one United. Damn it. That's you. Two one United. You they'll talked yourself in into what I had talked myself into. Yeah. Two one United. Sorry, boys. Yeah, same for me. Same for me, Liz. <laughs> I can't see a game where United don't get a pen. I mean the statistics. Gotta look at them. Yep. I'm gonna go They're for getting a, a pen. Two all draw. Twelve for twelve, That's baby. That can defend. 12, for, twelve for twelve for this season. All right, finishing up on Sunday, Arsenal hosting Leicester, who are not rapid Vienna, so we could be in trouble. Uh, Adam, what have you got? <laughs> Five two Arsenal. All right, Ted, try and follow that up. <laughs> Oh, is he, is he uh, he's, it's down on paper now, so yeah. Uh, is that at the Emirates? It's at or? the Emirates. Oh, so okay, that makes a lot of difference. I'll go 3 1 Leicester. <laughs> yeah, right. What a dickhead. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I'll, I'll take. Fucker. I'll take Arsenal. I'll go 2 1. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Joke's um, going to be on us if that happens, but that joke is going to less than 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you'd have I'm also going to go with 2-1. I will just send you a picture two of well. just like hammering it, chugging a beer. Yeah, I'd be very pleased two. if that happens. Just put it, on, put, put it in your Venmo. Two. To Arsenal? West Ham. Nice. They're both Are playing. you? Um, who's City and Liverpool got this weekend? Oh, that's a that's a loss right there for City. Good question. Let's see. Sheffield, Sheffield United. Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield. Oh, oh my God! Good. Some fan, some fan you are. Good lord! Right, and just yeah, Chris. Oh, that's another Chris loss. Wilder's report is looking lord. great it's, these days. We're the only team that's going to win this league <laughs> this weekend. It's amazing. It's at Anfield as well, so <laughs> yeah, real strong. Oh, Garbs, you weren't there last last week. Yeah, guys, we went through like a couple of the teams, uh, like schedules moving forward. But the real Sheffield question United, be above we kind Fulham. of established they might have like two points or like three points by the end of like November. It's a draw at the moment, so. one, one apiece. Yeah. Oh, Fulham are no, Fulham are going to have like a point if that. <laughs> yeah. And then United, if if United lose this week. Which but always at the wheel. They don't. They don't have an easy game until like mid-November either. So they're in trouble. So Manchester United. That is. I was gonna say that's it. That's right. That's baby. the best. I'm getting a fucking job. win in PS in Paris. We need those wins. Great job, PSG. As always. As always. Yeah. Exactly. Just keep. Let just it be in Europe too. Play. Like I have no issue yeah, with every, them every getting knocked game, out in the round of sixteen like in Europe. Like pro- progress. Through. That means Ole might stay. I'd actually like them to 
do okay and then have a Chernobyl. Right. I'd like them to have to play worthless Europa League matches. Easy. Pogba always turned up for those, you know? Pogba was really good in the Europa League. <laughs> That's his level. To... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost True. like he came that's, from that's where he loves to play anyway. in, the, the, in, the, in the parks, the <laughs> third league teams. Oh. Anyway, all right. El Clasico <laughs> yeah. this weekend, too. All right. we can catch I'm going to go watch the debate, boys. You guys have a great night, Class. and we will talk later. Great pod.